I have dark vision. Yeah. We all have dark vision. No, no, you don't. I uh, didn't last time. Ryan does not have dark vision. I do not have dark vision. Well, I also have dark vision. Hey, tavern goers. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play 5th edition mousetrap podcast. We set up the board, and these guys, every time I try to set up the last little cage bit, they keep nudging the board, and the whole thing falls down, and I have to start over. But we're here. Oh, I was going to say, was Mouse Hunt the first board game movie? No, I don't think so. It should have been. Give it to Nathan Lane. (laughs) We're a real play 5th edition podcast. We focus on narrative-driven storytelling. They don't focus on shit. No. I focus on a lot of things. I focus specifically on shit. Yes, he does. Garbage. Absolute dump truck content. Well, he Uh, is on a farm. No, dump truck was from that one-off a while back. (laughs) That was dump wagon. Dump wagon. Hey, you guys don't get to introduce yourselves. We're going to jump right into it. Hey, Jeff, give us a last time on Torchlit Tavern. Last time on Torchlit Tavern. I played nine. I played in the room. Black powder. Black powder. I'm not going to introduce myself. Fuck it. Everybody drink some marmot. It's deeply upsetting. You watch. That's I told them they weren't gonna like it. Huh? Is that safe? A Daru? <laughs> it is safer than nothing. Uh, excuse me. I have to roll a shit ton of disease checks. We will not be dragged behind by those who cannot go forward. I will instruct the men of your decision. I will have them select which ones to leave behind. Do it. The broken circle. Would they risk a direct attack? I expect them to be more direct in future engagements. It is personal. Isn't it empty? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to fill it with this vial of poison that I have. Oh. Sick. Really now? Vivaldi, you are injured, yes? From the shots? I am fine. Have you cleaned the wound? He, he looks up and says, of course not. It just happened. What the hell do you want? I have water if you wish to clean the wound. You think that you see forms, a handful, not many, moving out in the cloud of bugs. There's only been more where that's coming from. I need you to be taking him to leave. It's Antiquar. It ain't been eaten with you. And uh, I'm going to give him a health potion. Okay. As you turn around, Sukol is there. I told you that he's speaking with the ones above you. Doof and Thrud are dead. But you knew this already. You're wrong. They're dead, Aderu. As you collide with Sukol, you crush her against this, this anthill. Put nine back in the cage and make sure it is lashed properly this time. Yes, sir. You realize that these spells had the double effect of causing the clouds to disperse and for winds to be high. And all of the water that should be coming, the rain that should be coming, has been stopped for months. And that's how they stopped the river. With no druids around, it's as easy as wiping the runes away. Adero, as you return back to camp, I say with humongous quotations and a severe slant sarcasm to my sentence, you realize that the fight didn't not have any casualties, even though it went very well on your end. Some of the men have collapsed due to bug bites or stray sling shots that apparently got through. The man next to you had died, as well as a few who are with Vivaldi and foe. As you come back to the camp, you find Vivaldi dead. Has- Damn, too bad. Yeah, he's gathered everybody together, actually, and, uh... Hey, how's he doing? Vivaldi? Yeah. Uh, Nine, he's been staring you directly in the face and berating you for the past 
20 minutes that Aderu was gone. Oh. He is, his hair is wild. His face is stony and his eyes have changed. Something is off about Vivaldi. He looks like a man possessed. Fun. Yes. She's back. She's back in the cage, though. Right? I am. I just, I'm just establishing. I took her there, put mm-hmm. her there. Sure. Then went off, watched all that whole stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so as Adara, you show up, you catch this. And so it brings me to this. Someone has let out nine. Someone freed her from this cage. Somebody opened the locks. And also, I am missing things from my tent. There is a journal of mine that is very precious to me. We have a spy amongst us. I need everyone to empty out their belongings immediately. We are going to root out this spy. Guys, do you want me to get out of the cage and do that? I raise my hand. Why are we asking questions? I told you to empty out your fucking packs. I, I will empty it out, but have you considered the fact that Robert is still on the loose. And then I take my pack off and I start emptying out all my stuff. I don't have anything to hide. I didn't steal anything this time. I have thought of that. And if none of you have my journal, then maybe it was Robert. But we've been having problems since before he got here. And I have my suspicions. Nine, let me have one of the men go through your belongings. And he, he like snaps his fingers and one of the men kind of nods and they bring your pack out and they start uh, dumping it out as well. Okay. Aderu, do you do anything? You're here. Um, Aderu, uh, he, he just holds his, his, takes his backpack off and holds it out to, uh, holds his backpack out to Vivaldi. I have about 200 caltrops. Do you really wish me to pour them all <laughs> out here? Or would you like someone to just search through? I'm hiding nothing, but... Roll persuasion, but the look on his face is not amused. It's just a question. It's, it's not a persuasion. It's just a question. No, it, it's, it's persuasion. Persuasion isn't necessarily to get your way. It's to see if they don't hit you in the face. That's ten. It's ten. I know, Derek. That's a question. Everybody's gathered around Vivaldi, and Vivaldi just creates a bead of fireball on his finger and aims it directly at the ground. It would catch you all in the radius. And he says, just do as I say. Of course. So spicy today. Man, now I gotta play like 500 pickup. (laughs) (laughs) I look at you and I pull out my bag of a thousand ball bearings and I go, (laughs) that's why you put them in a bag. They do come in a bag. They do come in a bag. I'm happy to see they do come in a bag. Uh, But the man said, dump it out. And I'm going to, Aderu embodies the energy of every good armed serviceman who's ever had a shit boss. And he dumps out his backpack and he unrolls his bed and he dumps out his bag of caltrops. And uh, he just. Hey hey, hey guys, I feel like you don't respect my villain. And I just want you, I I just want everyone to know that I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little person. You guys don't respect this villain at all. They're real cute with what their bags of jacks wrong? and marbles. And... Yeah, right? They're very upset that they're going to have to pick them up. Their fictional character will have to describe picking up <laughs> all the marbles. I mean, I you didn't tell me to pour out my bag of ball bearings. I'm not pouring that shit out. Pour it the look, fuck out. Look, Aderu, <laughs> Aderu follows orders. The man said pour, I poured. I'm really not pouring it out. He's going by. What's in the fucking bag? What's in the fucking bag, Seth? Why is that one tied off? It's ball bearings. It's his balls. Show me your balls. I open the bag and go, see for yourself. Nice balls. 
Everyone has emptied out their bag. Uh, nice balls. He's 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 looking through everyone's shit as they do it and watching them pockets as well. Everything now. Uh-huh. I don't have pockets. Sure. Yeah. I uh, take up my thieves tools. And there he just drops his sword and his shit. Just, he means sure. your prison wallet. Adair. Sure, man. He, he doesn't know about prison. he doesn't know about my prison wallet. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna be very careful about my alchemist supplies because those are all like glasses and shit. Be careful. Yeah, so, you take it out I'm, carefully. I'm doing when he comes by. He's seeing me very carefully, like take out some of these things. That, I like, like how Rask is just carefully unloading all this delicate stuff, and like ten feet away, Adairu just like undoes a belt buckle and lets it hit the floor. Yes. Yeah, it's like dropping a tool belt yeah, at the just... end of the day. <laughs> Adero, he comes around to you and he looks through your stuff because yours was the easiest and quickest to kind of unload. There's nothing in your pack that is suspicious at this stage, right? Other than a bag that is squirming. Oh, shit, the <laughs> weasel. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's the first thing that happens is the weasel comes out when What, uh, when what the, the hell is in the open. bag? What the hell is in that bag? It is, uh, the suspic- it is the suspicious weasel. Why do you have that? Someone told me to keep it. Put it back. Put it back in the... Also, if we get thirsty, ready to go. He kicks some things in your belongings with his foot, and he looks at you, and he gets gets close to you, and he says, I think the traitor is foe. And he whispers it to you, and he's like, and I'm going to out him. We may need to kill foe. Are you with me, Halor? Of course. There is a bound journal in someone's belongings here. If I do not find it, I will be very angry. Help me. That, that was a 16 to lie to his fucking face. Wow, how do you fucking... He nods, and he keeps going down the line. When he gets close to your face, Adair, you also realize the sweat on the man's brow. The fact that he doesn't look healthy, that poison you gave him last night, is still affecting him. Once you get close enough to see it, you see the composure is a little bit of a facade at the moment. <laughs> he still seems capable, but yeah, he's weak. And he blew another spell slot, boys! Not yet. He, nope, he cast fireball, he just didn't shoot it. <laughs> it's not a, you're, you are right, he did blow a spell slot. We don't know if he wasted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's still holding it. That's a held that's, action, that's, unfortunately. That's why he's kicking three people's stuff, because one hand is full. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what my favorite part about this is you just turn Vivaldi, and you can edit this out if you like, you just turn Vivaldi into Frieza. Lording okay, over that's people with a fucking death ball? Yep. Yes. One of you stupid monkeys has taken my stuff! <laughs> wow, that was that good, was actually. really good. That was good. That <laughs> was <laughs> really good. So. This is also kicking, fully Dresden Files, but yeah. He's kicking through everyone's material. He gets through, like, he kind of gives a cursory look through all the, the, the grunts things. Uh, they go through some of the stuff, some of the men who died recently, the stuff that they have. He looks at Nine, and he says, Nine... Do you have anything from my my tent before you are captured? No, he has my pack. Roll bluff. Roll deception. I mean, he does have my pack. He does have your pack, but you said no, that you don't have anything. Yeah, and stuffed on your robot person somewhere is definitely that journal. No, Foe has it. No, I haven't. Oh, no, I didn't, okay. That's the one thing I didn't hand over. Oh, okay. He okay. made it clear. I Fo- thought Fo- that told he her. Foe told her, give this stuff back or it'll cause trouble. And she kept something. And look, it's caused trouble. <laughs> As an 18 plus zero. He squints his eyes at you, and then he goes over to Seth. Seth, I need you to go and search nine. And he looks down at your stuff, Seth. Where's the stone? 
the stone the stone is in there. It's it's like I I have things like carefully laid out, but I it's in his I'm not, cephalopod. I'm not excited about the things that are like I I'm not excited about the things that are loot. He doesn't have a prison to wall. be out for all of the people to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like all of my like shiny things are out, but I'm definitely like kind of hovering over them. They're like under the edge of his blanket. He just lifts up the blanket to show him when he just walked by and puts it back over. <laughs> like a prison inmate over his lunch. Yeah, I mean, because like at the end of the day, like he doesn't trust any of these people. Like, sure. and he knows that he moves up to you and he he looks at you and he expects to look at your gear, but you have like a blanket thrown over it at the moment. Yeah, I have just just the the loot and stuff because like I think Rayisk is aware that even in a platoon scenario, there can be thieves, right? Like he's he doesn't trust people. I don't think that the primacy looks Why? that down on stealing from each other. Why do you keep these things covered? These are the spoils I got from our missions. And he uncovers it so he can see and he goes, All's all fair. Yes, all fair. Seth, I need you to help search as before you can put the cover on and he can finish his sentence. He does stop you from laying the cover down, and he points at the jagged crystal. What is that? A crystal I found. It may not have any value, but I found it intriguing. He, uh, he bends down, and he thumbs it over, and he picks it up. It is intriguing. You should have shown me this. I thought it had no value other than the interest I took in it. I will let you know. You must search nine for me. Will you reimburse me if it does have value? Roll persuasion. Not one of my good things. I'm certain I add zero to this. Hold on. Ah, I was right. Fourteen. Certainly, if you stay useful to me as you have, search nine. You're not entirely Uh, certain you believe him. Yeah. Not only am I not entirely certain I believe him, but that annoys me. Which, here you go, because I've already just shouted it out, you're going to know exactly what these colors mean. Blue and black hexagonal pattern. Blue and black. Goes across my face. And I kind of, I hold it back as much as I can, but I scowl at him a little bit when he says that. Search, Seth. Yes, sir. And, uh, I fucking go off to go search it. Vivaldi nods across the people to you, Aderu, and then he moves over to Foe. Foe has not been emptying his pack. He has everything else. I, uh, have I have time to pack my shit up at this point? (laughs) Yeah, if you wish, yeah. You were the first one to do it, yeah. Yeah, I had just been packing things back up. Uh, I I assume a position at Vivaldi's side. Seth, do you look, do you search nine? Yeah, of course. I was just given a direct order. (laughs) Yeah. Nine. I believe we had you roll a sleight of hand check a long time ago. Do you remember what that number was? Not 20. I Absolutely did tell you, not. It was not. I told you to write it down. No, you didn't. I did. It's on recording. Do not recall. In that case, can I, I need roll you to roll sleight of hand? And yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk over to nine and go. I have been ordered to search you, traitorous. Uh, what do we call these? We call them warforged, right? Warforged is fine. Traitorous warforged. Are you going to cooperate? Yes. And then I open the the cage and go in to search her. I'm gonna go rah! <laughs> <laughs> and Seth dies right there for coronary. 
That's a hard attack. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I'm on edge. You might get stabbed. Listen. <laughs> Seth, what was, what was that rock? It was something I found when we were fighting the gnolls. Is it important? I am uncertain. I only knew I wanted it. I'll try and help you get it back, but I do have the journal. Well, let's hope we hit it well. I have to search. Okay. That is a nine plus three. Oh, oh shit. Well, let's do the investigation check, which I have a plus three to. Aderu. Foe is standing there ramrod straight. He has not undone his things. And he looks at Vivaldi and he like puts on this mask of like feigned shock. Like, oh, you meant, oh, you meant me as well. <laughs> I am an inquisitor like you. Why, why would I spy on you or empty? No, I do not. No. Humor me, foe. Empty your pack. You still are under my command. Uh, Adairu pulls out his, his big shiny sword that he got from Vivaldi and says, Do as your superior instructs. Foe looks at you like, Really, motherfucker? <laughs> uh, but then he, he goes ahead and he starts to uh, uh, take off his pack from his back and he starts to lay it carefully down, slowly, and he starts to unroll it. You may have your man, Halor, go through anything you wish, Vivaldi. I have nothing to hide. Now I get to roll against myself. Yeah! Trash versus trash. Love it. Do you guys think that foe would be a green or a gray dice? Mm. Foe's I a gray feel dice. like foe's a gray dice because it's closer to the light of Newman. The light of Newman. Just like All right. Hang on, hang on, guys, guys. <laughs> or should it be green because it's closer to his stepdaddy, Sabobos? I think it's gray because I think that I think that foe represents gray in general. He's a little, he's a little on the bad side. He's a little on the good side. Well, you said I'm the good. You said green or gray, and then I looked down and immediately saw my metal green D twenty. So green. <laughs> Is that two votes green now? No, that's uh, no. It puts me in a tiebreaker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So which is that's it? That's where you are. All right. Uh, high Please or low, Please don't Jay? make a meal out of this. High or low, Jay? High or low? Hi. Nat 20. Holy Ooh. shit. <laughs> what a the fucking highest. waste. What a fucking waste. Yeah. That's why when you do high or low, you roll percentage die. <laughs> Faux dead eyes with all the... And uh, as you help him, as you look through the pack briefly, Vivaldi says, he kind of squints his eyes like he's not convinced, but he he, tur he turns away from Foe and turns back to Seth and he yells at Seth. Seth, have you found anything? Well, is this the point in which you'd like to know what I wrote? It is. Yes, this is the moment. Hang on, hang on. Do I loot anything good off of Foe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll slide a hand. Uh, so... Investigation is one of the things I'm good at. I got a plus three to my investigation. And? And I fucking promise you, I rolled a three. Yeah. So it's a total of six. And I got 12. Uh-huh. So somehow, the dice have decided this story, and you hit it well enough. As they will. I found nothing. You watch his teeth show and his lip quiver, and he, uh, he stands there and he goes, Then we will look again. Everybody! Let out your packs, again. No, do not put that shit away. I will look myself. Foe stands up and he's like, men, ignore the orders of Vivaldi. He is oh. not in his right mind. 
I raised my hand. I'd agree with that. I continue looking through Foe's shit. Do you want to steal something from Foe, bro? <laughs> no, not specifically. I'm more interested in what he has, if he has anything interesting, shit. for a lack of a better word. Because this is a new enemy type that Adairu hasn't dealt with before, so he's sort of qualifying Foe in this moment. Uh, in his gear, the only thing of note that you kind of find is a note. There's a, there's a piece of paper with something scrawled on it, but otherwise it seems like his gear is fairly standard for an Inquisitor. Which is say he has a couple of knickknacks and some magic. A few potions, some grenades, his ammo pouch. His... What's the note say? Do you read it right here? If I can. It's, uh, it seems to be written in a fairly uh, simple hand, and it just says, Be careful out there. Stay safe. And know that if you get in trouble, there's always a place for you back home. For now, I need you to finish your mission for the primacy and return to us safely. Signed, S. Uh -huh. Immediately when you look at it, you notice that things are capitalized in weird places. But that's all you get in this brief moment. Illiteracy is a horrible problem in the military. It is. That's it. All right. Yeah, foe, foe's, foe has challenged with all these orders. Foe. I raised my hand. Risk, you don't feel like anyone's paying attention to you in the back right now, as the two Inquisitors are in a standoff. Risk has his hand raised. You already personally looked through my things. May I put them away, sir? I feel like this platoon has lost track of how things work. I am your commanding officer. When I tell you to do things, you do them. Do I make myself clear, men? And you hear like a bunch of grumbles and harumphs from the men who just want to not be a part of this at this stage. And he's like, and also, I am an inquisitor. And when you tell an inquisitor no too many times, they get to be a little cranky. Uh, he's still got his fireball out menacingly, right? Oh, yes. Uh, Aderu, been being ever helpful. May I advise a humble whipping so as not to damage product that you might be held liable for? You, you know what I'm going to say, Mitch? <laughs> oh, I went from a 17 to a 7. No, I think that a humble whipping will no longer work. Aderu, could you take about 30 feet step back? I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> I'm waiting for dice to fall. I ain't fucking deal with that. I stepped step the fuck back. Sir, I've been compliant. Allow me to take my things and take my leave. Seth, you know what I'm going to say. Roll persuasion. <laughs> fucking eight plus zero, I think. I'm almost positive. I've been through this once today. You see him lean ever so far forward, and he just says, by all means, collect your things. I have a passive inside of 13. Does that feel like a lie? It's a talk! It doesn't feel good, but it doesn't feel like a lie. It feels more like a threat. Is my cage still open? Um, Seth was standing was next to you. Yeah, it. that's up to I Seth. I was the last one in it, and let me tell you, closing your cage is now the last thing on my mind. The first thing on my mind is not losing all my fucking shit because he's going to blow us up. I could run away. I just don't want to lose my shit. Men, you should back away from Inquisitor Vivaldi. Now. There's so much shitty. Everybody needs to roll initiative as you watch the, the little bead of energy of Vivaldi's finger flare. I walk out of the cage and I go stand next to Foe. No, you roll initiative. <laughs> 19, baby! Fucking bullshit. Nat 
one. Oh, one, no. Oh. I think that answers the question. I think the cage was shut. Yeah. No, <laughs> what, what happened was he's in the cage still with fucking nine. So what is everyone's initiatives? Fifteen. Dirty Mitch. Yeah, baby. And the men. A pulse of energy causes the bead at Vivaldi's fingertips to flare, and everybody starts moving. Uh, the initiative order will, from least to best, is uh, Rayusk. You didn't do great with your nat one. Followed by Foe, who, despite the fact that you two are both on the line, so to speak, with this fireball, probably the most. You guys got the weakest initiatives. Followed by Nine, then Vivaldi, who is uh, the third to go after a Deru. And you know who rolled a nat 20? The fucking men. You watch the men scatter <laughs> <laughs> so goddamn fast. Good for them. You just see them go, oh shit, no, Vivaldi, no. And uh, <laughs> they know this ain't no joke. Yeah, they just they just fucking run in every direction that isn't foe or Reisk. Uh you actually see a, a, more than a handful go toward a Deru. Let's put these guys here toward a Deru. I like this. Around a Deru. And then that makes it a Deru's turn. What does a Deru do? Congratulations, Mitch. You won an initiative once again in a time that is least opportune for you. <laughs> uh, well, it's a fireball. Um, and so following normal combustion physics, utilizing my shield, that will generate a cone of flash defense from the ignition source behind me. Um, and we're just going to pretend that's how D&D works. So Adairu just pulls <laughs> his shield forward and, and sort of like gathers the men, or just like waves the men to gather around. Okay. Uh, roll me a, uh, I guess call it a persuasion check, a charisma check. I should really know what I add to that. I've been doing so many of these damn things. I know, right? I should roll above a 10 too. That'd be dope. That would be great. That's an 11. The men are in too much of a panic. Nobody rallies to you at this stage. Uh, they hear you, and a couple of them maybe stop their retreat. Vivaldi casts Fireball. He casts it directly behind Foe. Just far enough to hit Foe and no one else. You watch Foe's back light up in a ball of flame. He gets shoved to the ground, his, his uh, cloak smoldering, and Vivaldi then blips. And then you watch him just disappear as he dimension doors away. You see him pop back up next to one of the many large anthills that have been dotting this river. This is Vivaldi, right? Not Foe? This is Vivaldi. No, Foe's fucking scorched a bit. Knees, like, fell to his knees. Knees weak, palms sweaty. Foe's on fire already. Yes. Feels like spaghetti. Homie wasn't ready. Nine, what do you do? Fireball caught him steady. <laughs> now he looks like Freddy. Okay, that's enough. Um, God damn it. I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're not. I know you're not. I'm going to pop Walker out of the Walker pocket. Walker is on Rayesk's shoulder in healing mode, and then I am going to approach Bo. Uh, Bo, are you okay? Hold on. Let the DM roll some dice, and then he'll answer your question. Oh, that's a, that's a mean roll, Jay. Just kidding. No. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. So you arrive at Foe's corpse. Uh, if he's pretty hurt, I would like to try and assist him no, back. You, he, he he stands up as you get closer to him. He kind of gets a leg underneath him. He's like, no, I'm fine. I am a bit flame retarded. And the cloak caught most of it. Uh, as you do that, though, you hear Vivaldi scream from the other side. Do you see, men? Nine and Foe are working together. It's Foe's turn. 
Uh, Foe is gonna do damage control. He's gonna take his whole round to throw his hands up and say, Vivaldi has lost his mind. Men, I have always had your best interest in mind. Trust me, put down your weapons, let us settle this, stay out of it. And you watch the men just all sort of nervously go, yeah, sure, that man was apparently willing to kill us with a fireball, so I guess, uh, and now it's gonna be Reyes' turn. I go over to my stuff, and I, I gather it all up as quickly but carefully, because there's like a vial of poison and stuff in there, <laughs> as I can. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, full round, if you if you take your whole round, I'll let you bundle it up. You'll probably need to reorganize that shit, but you can tuck it away. Ateru, what do you do? The men did nothing. They lost their turn in an action. Okay. Uh, Adira moves uh, up the field, which is to say he moved... So there's sort of a line between the two engaged combatants, Foe and uh, Vivaldi. Adira moves along that line without getting in between the two of them, and uh, he just speaks to the men as he walks by, and he says, Men, come with me. Arm your weapons. We will likely need to intervene one way or another. Okay, bud. Good luck with that. If, if you've given an order and you're not the commander, you know that I'm going to ask you to roll. <sighs> we're getting there, boys. That's that's on 10. We're, uh, we're crawling. We're crawling. It's, that's a 12. Two Inquisitors are fighting and you just see the men go, uh-uh. Fair. That, that was what I did. That was it. That was my turn. I, I'm done. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what's fun? Eldritch Blast has a 120-foot range. That's pretty far. Hey, pretty nine. Far. What's your AC? 17. Right? It is indeed a 17. Yeah, because we have the same when I don't have the shield out. Uh, four blasts come shooting from the anthill. Each, both you and Foe get hit once and missed once. You're going to take? Uh, I stand, I step in front of Foe and cast shield. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that's not the way that works, but it will stop you from taking any damage. Uh, despite your attempt to stand in front of him, shield only really protects you and Foe still gets blasted a bit. Nice solid chunk hit to his leg. Nine, it is your turn though. I don't know, Jay. I think uh, Nine's idea of stepping in front of Foe and using shield would make a really good uh, story point. Does Nine have story point? She might, yeah. Doesn't matter. I used it for something. I didn't. You're using your story point? Yes. All right, fuck. All right, so now that you guys get hit, what do you do, Nine? Get bent, Dick Stain. <laughs> uh, how... I would really like to fall back to Reyes if, he, if Foe will come back with me, but we'll see. Well, let's fall back and try and rally them. The men will not fight him. Do you think Adairu will actually help us? Do you think Reyes will? He's hoping. He is more than he seems, Nine. We need to press the attack. What should we do? Anything. We need to move. Find cover. He'll pick us off from, from range with the with his blast. Okay. There's Foe fo, fo looks you at your indecision and he says, There's no going back now. It's him or you. Uh the crossbow comes out. <laughs> okay. And I will attempt to fire on him from here. What's the range of your crossbow? It is... Let me see. 60, 120? Uh, 80 feet. Oh. He's just out of your range, so it's going to be a disadvantage. Okay, I'll take that. Say 10 plus 6. That's a hit. Hell yeah, my high roll was 13. (laughs) Nice. 4 plus 4, damage. 8 total. Take him in the knee. I was an adventurer like you before I took an arrow (laughs) in the knee. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, fuck. Did you move? I used to be an inquisitor before I took an arrow in the knee. Nine, did you move? No, I'm standing ground, Foe. Foe, it's Foe's turn. Foe's fucking moving. He told you to take cover. He's he's fucking taking cover. Cool. <laughs> Foe, uh, Foe goes to this cover, pulls out his rifle, and tries to shoot him. Oop. Fuck. 
It's a terrible shot. So you see one of the, the anthill that um, Vivaldi is hiding behind just sort of gets decimated at about head level, but it totally whiffs. Uh, Foe immediately moves to start reloading his gun, but that's the end of his turn. That's going to be risk. Can Foe order himself to reload? Because, like, that's the <laughs> thing that commanders do. No. And, okay. Commander can order. It, it's, a, it's one of them supernatural, stupid D&D abilities. No. Another commander could <laughs> order him to reload, and he could reload. I don't think it's going to happen, though. <laughs> wow. You know, if if anybody else starts shooting, at least he can order them to reload. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to move behind this wagon, which feels like good cover to me, and I'm gonna hide. Okay. Roll hide check. I will. Here I go. Rolling it. And that, right there, is a dirty 20. Um, I'm gonna pull out, I'm gonna pull out the gun, but I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna make sure it's loaded and easy. Okay. The men go. Uh, they continue to get the fuck out of the way. I would like to, uh, I would like to use a, a free action while, while they are, while they are doing things to spurn them to do something fucking useful. Um, and Adair is just going to call out, uh, Men, to me, inaction will bring only our death. We must support our superior. So here's the problem. Yeah. Foe rolled a 16 with his orders, he rolled garbage. It falls on death ears, I'm not gonna let you waste your turn again. What does Adairu do? I wasn't wasting my turn. I was trying to optimize my turn. You've already rolled the check. You failed. Okay. Fucking, I call to the men. Jay says suck a dick. I say you suck a dick. I didn't say it, but I meant it. I know. Uh, well, the men, the men are about as flaccid as a noodle in hot water. So uh, Adairu is just going to bolt and parkour downfield to take position next to Vivaldi. And when he gets, as he, uh, in transit, he is going to shift. Uh, you have it's your helmet on and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I already dropped the chainmail earlier when he sure. had me, you know, drop stuff. So wait, are you, so you're naked? I mean, I've got the, the robes on, and okay. I've got my shield and my swords. No, that's fine. Hello, uh, as you come around the corner, you watch him sort of jerk, like he's gonna hit you with a spell, and then he goes, Hello, are you here to help, or will you die with the rest of them? Uh, Hello just readies his sword and stands next to him. We need to retreat deeper into the cover. They have our location. Uh, and uh, he's right after you, so he goes ahead and he moves deeper up in here. And he's going to go ahead and take a couple more pot shots at nine and foe. Uh, nine, how long does your increased shield armor last? I assume it's just around, but I'll check. Yeah, it's until my next turn, so it goes away to, uh, when I start again. So if he hits me right now, nothing's going to happen. Well, unless he gets five higher than your normal AC, so he needs to 22. Yeah. Yes. Okay, one of those does hit. So one, once again, <laughs> another one splashes off your shield. Another one shatters your shield, punches right through it, and hits you for fucking... I'm going to say, I'm going to take the lesser of these two because that's cool, because your shield, you know, it went through the shield, and that's going to be six damage. Okay. Nine, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to... <sighs> I'm going to fall behind Foe in his cover and uh, shoot back again. That's all I can do. And it's still at a disadvantage. Well, probably even more because he's further now, right? Um, yeah. No, uh, what? There's Fuck the it. maximum range it. is like double, right? The maximum range of your crossbow is like double the amount. Yeah. Is it disadvantage? Yeah, 320. Is that what that is? Yeah. I didn't know what that number was. Now I know. <laughs> yeah. If it's outside that number, you can't even try. Yeah, I've never even known. And hidden. <laughs> that is a two. It goes wide. A duck. 
Good yes, call. Yes, should. <laughs> <laughs> Adair gets shot in the ass by nine. Why? Why, robot? Why? Look where you're standing. <laughs> right in the cheek. Monstrosity, why? Foe reloads and runs up to the next set of cover. Reisk. You, uh, you duck That's under funny. the wagon, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm hiding behind the cover of the wagon. All right. As you're ducked under the cover of the wagon, Rayask, uh, I need you to roll perception. Oh, yeah. I get this advantage. Uh, 19. Um, uh, underneath the wagon, you hear uh, a low, quiet, whispering grumble. She fucking mosquitoes. I do not like this place. It's not good. Um, fuck. I hope they do not put the scary little robot gun under this. Who is there? Fuck, I should be quiet. Well, I look, obviously. <laughs> I look. God damn it, Robert. You, privacy pig dog. What is happening out there? It's... The situation's gotten bad, Robert. It's gotten worse, and as you look at him, you see that he is covered in mosquito bites. He looks like he's lost about 10 pounds of water weight. His clothes are sort of hanging off of him, and he's just, like, sitting there with, like, his hands splayed, pushing himself against two wheels, or, like, the two, the, the bracket, and just, like, holding himself up. Yes, worse. And I reach in my pack, and I hand him my newly refilled water skin, and I go, drink. He lets go stiffly and just drops down to the ground in front of you, and he snatches the water skin without even thinking and, like, slams it. <laughs> My name is Robert. I know your name, and, Robert. Yes, but you are okay. Listen, I could kill you now that's how weak you are, but... I would like to see your tracks! At this instance, shut up. I don't care about killing you. You could be more helpful. Get some water in you and be prepared to be helpful, you little shit. Robert, like, glances out at what's going on outside and he goes, You're going to have to be more specific on how I can be helpful. I'm so excited. I don't know yet. We're in a fight between two Inquisitors. This is perfect. We just sit and watch, yes? Yes, but at some point, I have to pick a side. And I know you are here now. One of those sides might support you. Leaving. Is it foes? I think I support foes. Yes, obviously, it's fucking foes. Yes, we support foes. I'm going to go kill a Inquisitor. It is the one thing I have been waiting to do. Can you drive a wagon? Can I? Adero, it's your turn. <laughs> Let's see. Well, Adero did not want to go toe-to-toe with an Inquisitor alone, but uh, Adero is going to move and take cover next to Vivaldi again, behind Vivaldi's anthill, and he's going to ready a grenade and okay. uh, hold action to throw it. And he's just going to ask Vivaldi, what is our plan here? We attack the men? We attack foe? What are your orders? The men will do as I say, remove foe, and we remove the only problem that we have. Then the men will be flogged for not following my order sooner. After you take down foe, we take down nine again, and you do it correctly this time. Reyes gets uppity, and he is a coward. He will not do anything, but he will fall in line with the rest of the men. Oh yes, remove the problem correctly. And, uh, and there you just chucks the grenade over Vivaldi's shoulder. To where? Behind Vivaldi. So, like, Vivaldi sees this? Yes. Like, okay. Um, oh, yes. Fix the problem. And he just bloops the... He just, you know, short toss basketball hoops the grenade over the top of Vivaldi. Uh, roll damage. I'm gonna roll his dis, his dexterity check with disadvantage. It's, it's fire, too, so it's gonna do, like, fucking nothing. Fuck. 
Oh god, that was god that's shit. Hello, what have you done? That's six damage at best. I'm gonna do like one damage. <laughs> uh, he, 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 he totally botched his save. <laughs> she uh, just punched him with the bomb. Itu halor! <laughs> Porque! Itoros pendejo. El circle dice hola. There just looks him in the eye and says, I've been waiting a long time to be saying this, but you're being the problem, not them. Vivaldi's looks you dead in the eye, and once again, something's wrong with Vivaldi's eyes. When I say that there is a thing behind Vivaldi's eyes, I mean it. You are looked at with a set of eyeballs that you don't recognize as Vivaldi's. In that case, you will all die together. And he's gonna go ahead and cast. He's gonna use Booming Blade. He pulls out his, uh... 19. That's your AC? Cool. Yeah, shield's out. Oh yeah, that's gonna hit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 13 plus 7. I mean, that barely hit. It did barely hit. Did I say that I rage? No, you said you were shifted. Before. I rage, also. You rage this round? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. As he strikes you for your rage, the bad thing is that he's going to hit you for 16 thunder damage. Yeah, that ain't great. As well as the D8. So another 6 uh, piercing. That ain't great. And now he's going to move away. You have an attack of opportunity, Adair. Can I make a reckless attack on an attack of opportunity? I'm not yes. sure. Oh, okay. Then I'm going to do that. That's a 21 to hit. That's a hit. Go ahead and do your hit. Okay. Uh, I am hitting him with a uh, magic reindeer sword. That's going to be... So you pull it out this time. It's and, been out. Uh, it's been out. Yeah. This time when you raise it to strike Vivaldi, it flashes a bright silvery moonlight. An eager moonlight. That's going to be 12 damage. Okay. Uh, four of that is necrotic. Nine, what do you do? You see Aderu briefly moves to where uh, Vivaldi was last seen, and then an explosion, the anthill that they were both hiding behind crumbles, and uh, you watch as Aderu takes a swipe at Vivaldi in a tree. Uh, if Nine could smile, she would. You'd see it. But uh, I'm going to... Move the fuck up, because y'all are real far away. <laughs> yeah, range is, range is Vivaldi's friend, Can and he's going to maintain it. Can Nine smile with her eyes like Arissa does? <laughs> Possibly. I'm I going imagine. to... So you're telling me the lips curl up in the corner of Nine's eyes? I don't like it. <laughs> Always so literal. That's some real Corinthian shit, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> uh, can I make it back to Rask? No. Well, I mean, if you take your whole fucking round, yeah. The battlefield is stretching and stretching further and further from each other. I know, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to... Make my make most of the way back toward Reyesk. I'm also going to be calling Walker toward me. All right, uh, Reyesk, Walker pop, hops off your arm and moves away. Uh, that's going to put you still 30 feet away from the wagon. Unless that's you fine. give up your action as well. Yeah, no, I'm giving up my action. All right, you're there. What did Robert roll for his initiative? Oh, good point. Knowing Robert, I'm going to go on 11. 11 base plus whatever. Uh, he'll come in on the next initiative count. But what did he roll? Foe moves up. Was it in the Foe, Foe uses his whole action just fucking to just jam up here to, to another set of cover. Did I call it? No. Brayesk. Yeah. You and Robert start to move. Do you guys get in the wagon? He wants you to drive the wagon. Get in the wagon. Do I know how wagon, to drive a wagon? I don't know, bro. Uh, how's, do you have a vehicle? Animal handling. Or animal handling. Yeah. It's a horse drawn, so. Um, I don't, I'm not proficient in animal handling and I don't think i have vehicle use then no uh so yeah 
Well, are you any good at it? Come on, we got to go. No, I've never. Fine. Don't. You ready to shoot something? Yes. Uh, he hops up into the driver's seat, and he says that you might want to get on. Oh, hello, nine. You are Can not a privacy toilet! Get on! Sweet. Uh, yeah, I I jump onto the the roof of the cage, because it's still the cage cart, right? I jump onto the roof of the cage, and I lay as flat as possible. <laughs> uh, still able to aim off of it, but just lay real flat. I'm still so, so very apprehensive about this course of action. That so is we are smart. So we're all hopping on this here wagon and yeah, uh, I, I will we, let you hop on with his, uh, his his orders here fantastic because you know who else is close to us <sighs> my two little friends absolutely everybody gets on everybody's on Fuck it. the it's a very loaded wagon right now robert hops up grabs the reins and as everyone climbs on before y'all are even safely on you hear yeah and uh the wagon takes off because robert rolled a 19 plus his dexterity modifier so he's gonna be up here at the top of the initiative with the men Holy shit, I see I see uh, them struggling to get there in time, and I snatch up point one and two before we go. Yes, uh, the wagon... I here, I'll put him right in the front. There you go. I made you a little Robert token. Holy shit. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, the wagon takes off. The horses je- just bounce. This is not, a like, a good road. Everybody just has to hold it's on not for a road. dear life. It is not a road. It's, it's, it's actually, a creek bed. Yeah, it's not great. This is amazing and fantastic, and I love it, and I switch Walker's eye to Force Ballista. You can do that on your turn, my dude. Yep. You watch the men freak out at the sight of Robert's reappearance and start loading their guns, however. Adiru. I have uh, one question before we go. How's this hat looking? Ah, fucked, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like the low socioeconomic peasant he is. There will be words about the state of his hat. You hear... Robert's robust tenor just fucking yawing and snapping reins uh, from across the field, uh, Adiru, as it is your turn. <laughs> Part of me wants to believe that he doesn't say hiya, he just says, Robert! And slaps Robert! It's like fucking, it's like those bad video games that are indie animated. He goes, I am Robert! And the whole wagon rears up. Not like the horses, like the whole wagon. The horses lift off the ground as the wagon rears up and whinnies. He does a wheelie. Like, yeah, he's getting air and popping on one wheel like every minor bump he hits. It's it's great. I love it. Adero, it is your turn. The cavalry may be arriving. The cavalry is going to be too late for one of us. Um, (laughs) Adero is going to... uh, well, not not dash as in the action, but dash as in move quickly. He, he's going to quickly jaunt forward around the uh, the cover that Vivaldi is currently behind, and he's going to brush his face covering away with his shield and say, uh, "I have been having considering your offer about being Inquisition." And he's going to strike him with his shield, or try to try to strike okay. him with his shield. Does a sixteen hit? Yes. And he's going to catch him on uh, the left side with the shield. And then he's going to duck and bob around to the right and slash at his lower legs with a sword. But you see, I've already been doing it from the beginning. And that's a hit. And allow Mitch to do math. Yep. The shield strike is going to do nine base, two necrotic. And then the sword slash is going to do another eight. Again, using magic reindeer sword. Okay. That positions Adairu at the end of it, sort of on his haunch to the rear of Vivaldi. Not sure. quite far enough to be blocking him because I didn't have that much movement, but you, I, I'm an obstacle. 
As you knock him off balance and hit him with this double attack, you go, Allow me to show you what it is like to go against an Inquisitor! And he hits you with hellish rebuke. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Bro, I've never rolled so- It is 5d10 fire damage. And you know what? You'll be happy to hear that a Daru rubs off on people because there's a 1, a 2, a 2, and a 4 in there, which means you're only taking 18 fire damage. I feel you bad. do get you a dex save. Do you no. want to re-roll that? No, you get a dex save. I get a dex save? Yes, to try Bitchin. to avoid getting a roof. I get a dex save with half. advantage. Do you? Yeah, bitch, because I'm a shifty boy. I think. So one of them gives it to me. What is That's it? That's wisdom. Danger sense, barbarian. Oh, shit. Yep, yep. Oh, that was rough. It rolled from a 15 to a 7. Oh, well, so much for that. that that's 10. No. That's a 10. Yeah, no, you still take 18 fire damage. So he hits you with this blast of fire as his reaction, and now it's his turn, and he starts casting... How much damage was it? 18? 18. And he, he throws his hands down, and a summoning circle goes around him, and you just watch Fogo. No! And he barks out a word, and Fogo casts Counterspell. Uh, you watch a scaly, twisted arm try to poke out of the ground before it is snapped shut, and he yanks the arm back. Uh, Foe stops him from summoning something to help him. Nine, it's your turn. Oh, good. Okay. So, we have moved forward in the wagon, correct? You guys close the distance, and, uh, you look up, and Foe- er, sorry. Robert is heading dead on for a fucking anthill, and he's like, I regret to inform you, Seth, that I am not much better than you probably would have been! And he just crashes headlong into one of these anthills at the edge of the anthill piles. Uh, you guys are now covered in dirt and ants as he barrels forward. Nine is your turn. Fantastic. Um, I am going to uh, Walker. So I am going to switch him to Force Ballista. And he is going to fire. Uh, that is a dex save 14, which I imagine he's good at. Is that within range of the Force Ballista? How far is that shoot? It's 120 feet. Oh, yeah, shit. All right. Uh, oh, dex it's save. just Elders Blast. Yeah. So deck save, he saves. Yep. Right. Is that That's a miss nice. completely? Uh, so yeah, uh, it fires and it just, uh, it hits his cover. You watch another anthill that's just between you and him just get decimated and fall down. Foe's turn. Foe's gonna run up and try to stab at Vivaldi a few times. He runs around the side of this anthill uh, and flanking. you just see him appear flanking, yeah. And he's gonna go ahead and take a couple of shots with his rapier at Vivaldi. Foe, bro. Bro, foe. Thank you. He is flanking. That's one. Foe, bro. He does a six damage to Vivaldi. It's not better than nothing, I guess. It's better than nothing. Uh, he yells out to you. If we are going to kill him, we need to do it fast, or he will summon help. You'll never do it fast enough. That makes it. I believe that. Race turn. Look, I went from 50 to 10 health in like a round and a half. Um. Is... Are the men now pointed at Robert? Are the men about to attack Robert? They, yeah, you get the feeling that they're going to start shooting at this wagon and Robert in particular. Do, do I feel like I'm likely to get caught in this weird, we're going to shoot at Robert crossfire, even though I'm on the top of the... Uh, you think that you're in the most unlikely position to be shot, but you know how it is in like... Bullets. A gunfight. Yeah. It's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Your DM's an asshole with story points. If, if it looks like... Vivaldi is going to attack this wagon. I'm readying an action to shoot him. Because then it puts my life in danger and I'm just defending myself. Sure. God. Just shoot the douche. Do a treason, Shinji. A Daru. Yeah, yeah. So I can uh, try to do something cool and be completely ineffectively murdered in one round, accomplishing nothing at all because my dice betray me. Or, or I can do a guaranteed, like, 12, 14 damage 
So uh, start thinking about what to do with those death saves, Jay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so homeboy, homeboy's doing all kinds of magic and spells and shit, and that ain't that ain't great. And Adairu would like that to stop. Uh, Adairu is just going to descend on this man and just animal pounce him to just try to bring him down into a grapple. I am raging. It is a strength. I do add sure. five, and I do have advantage. So know that this failure will come from a plus five on two dice. disadvantage as well <laughs> from the poison. I like how you took the anthill with you. Yeah, it, it, Does it that just do extra happened. damage when he gets there? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's covered in ants. <laughs> oh, that's a 19 and a one. We're going to take that 19 because advantage, baby. 19 total to uh, grapple. Yeah. The one thing Vivaldi is not is stronger than you. Yeah, so Adairu just does his big cat thing and just, hi, I'm on you. Hi, we're, we're going down now. Okay. No no um, more spells, no more swords. You you stop. You stop. You're right. So you're going to try to uh, pin him in the long run? Yes, and uh, Adairu snaps his, you know, feeled, fanged jaws at him. He doesn't do damage. It's not an attack because there's no mechanics for that, but sure. he does that. Okay. Uh, yeah, you jump on him, like, I just, I imagine you, like, fully grabbing him and, like, by his, like, shoulders and with your feet up on his chest. It's a maneuver that Mitch has done in sports combat, where you throw your shield and your sword at their face, and they go, what the fuck? And that puts their arms in perfect grappling position, and you just take them down. Okay. Uh, you guys go down, prone together, in a pile. And as that happens, a wall of anthills explodes! And coming barreling down on the whole fight is a couple of horses with Robert going, Robert! And he's gonna... He, that's the actually the end of his movement. Uh, but it looks like he has set it with a collision course with the whole group. And you watch Robert. He turns to the rest of you guys and he goes, We should get off! And he just shakes his head emphatically and jumps. Got this, boys. Shit. Vivaldi tries to break free of you as a a unmanned wagon starts careening toward the both of you. And foe. It's gonna be a no, Captain. He's gotta beat a 17 if he's trying to escape. Shit, he no. God damn it. He rolled a 19, but I know you had more of the strength than him. Um. No, 17. That's his beat. Is it total? No, yeah, that's the that's total. The total. Uh, yeah, no, he shakes you my off. My dice suck. He shakes you off and uh, he try he stands. Uh, it's gonna use half of his movement. You get an attack of opportunity, Adaru, as he tries to jump out of the way of the wagon. You and Fobo. Um, a grapple is an attack action, right? Yes. Just checking. I want to feed him to the wagon. Fucking right Fuck back me. at it. What'd you get? A fucking 12. He rolled a 7. You don't feel like you have a beat on it, but Fo manages to trip his leg up just enough for you to grab him, and between the two of you, you basically spin him around and let him stand directly in front of an oncoming wagon. Um... You guys all get your turn before the top of the round. So, Nine, it's your turn. Okay, thankfully, we are all very, very close to Vivaldi right now. So we're all going to take a shot at him. <laughs> so that is Nine. Yep, that is Nine, who is doing a 15 plus 6 to hit I with a crossbow. I want to go on record as this is the first time, as an artillerist, she's been able to accomplish the full volley mm -hmm. that I assume was his plan the entire time. That is a 15 plus 6. That's 8 damage. Jesus. And then uh, Walker will fire again. Obviously, that's another 14 dex. He fails. He's basically okay. fucking been yanked to his knees. He can't dodge shit right now. Adario and, and is... Bo have, like, pigeon-winged him for this moment. That is another 12 damage to the face. 
And then, fuck, I get, didn't, got it. And then point one, got an 18, that's two damage. And point two, that is an 11, a six, that is 17, that is two more damage. Damn, bro, not one So missed. in total, that is 25. Yeah, uh, you watch his clothing and just his whole chest kind of get shredded. Uh, it looks like he's got some wards or something up that he could take that sort of damage, but yeah, let's call it bloodied. Cool. Yeah, those all hit him squarely in the chest. What Full you, volley. Nine, what do you do? After all of that. And we all fucking jump from the cart. <laughs> Bloodied. Just in different directions. Oof. <laughs> Foe is just going to get out of the way and uh, prepare a Eldritch Blast, but he's going to hold on to it. Rayusk, what do you do? Well, it's my turn. Yes. And I believe there's an anthill that we didn't explode through right near us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to roll acrobatics to jump off and land in a hide behind that anthill. I love it. Roll me those two checks. Give me an acrobatics and a, and a stealth. Acrobatics is 16. You step casually from the top of the cage to the top of an anthill. <laughs> just, just like fucking Captain Jack Sparrow stepping off the mast onto the dock. <laughs> Everyone who's ever been on a flight layover wishes they were as smooth as Reyes in that moment. Indeed. <laughs> And the hide is 13. Yeah, it's not because it looked so cool. Some people see it, which is good because it looked cool. You know, I'll get credit. (laughs) Yeah, I'll get credit. I'll get some credit. They'll be like, you were so cool out there. Um, And then musket fire starts tearing into everything around and a giant wagon and two horses ride fully over Vivaldi's goddamn face. I've got 5d10. The horses do 2d4 a piece. Yeah, how much is a horse trample? 2d4 plus 3. So I've got 4d4. So that's 4d4. I'm going to say that the wagon is like a 5d10. It's like a high level spell, and I'm rolling it all. Look, I'll take it. it only t- it's only one death save that I fail hey, automatically. It. <laughs> it's only two zero and one immediate failed death save. <laughs> I was ready you, to run it. You aren't prone. Vivaldi takes another 32 damage. As a cart hits him. The sickening crunch. A cart and two horses. Yeah, 32 32 damage. Just two full horses and a cart bumping over his ass. You see uh, Foe comes around and just unloads into him prone. His whole Eldritch Blast that he had (laughs) saved up. Uh, Yeah, those all hit. We're going to add another 3d10. That is going to make it. Adaru's turn. Top Is of he the alive? Round. Um, yeah. He looks like he's trying to get up. Oh, cool. My grapple wasn't wasted. I was pretty sure that my, my grapple was wasted after that shit. Uh, that's an 18. Plus, f- that's 23. To what? To pin him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, he's nice. Pinned. And that's, that's, we're both useless now. Yeah, he's just WWE in this dude heart. Yeah. He's just like, you get up, I'll put you back down. You jabroni. <laughs> Vivaldi's turn, he is unable to do anything. He's going to try to break free of Aderu. Aderu? 24. (laughs) (laughs) No. He starts to, like, shake. Like, like fucking, like, got, like, severe hypothermia. It starts rattling. Like, you don't know if it's rage or what. Or maybe just pain trauma. That was a rough round. Uh, nine. A little bit. He's going into shock. We can only hope. It's nine. Are the horses okay? Um, yeah, man, they seem good. They're riding off into, you know. Into the sunset. Yeah, into the sunset. They're gonna go get horse married. 
<laughs> That's legal in this state. Yeah, Nine, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to fire again. Okay. That is a seven plus six. I imagine that's nothing. Uh, no, uh, that hits. He's prone and pinned. Yeah, he, he's like a zero <laughs> DC to hit. Okay, well, we are... He's got yeah, we're doing our thing. Up his we're ass. all firing down. Pinned that is... is incapacitated, right? Yes, I believe Nine, roll so. crit. Oh, fuck, really? Yes. Okay, and then point one and point two are going as well. So they, wow, they both rolled 14. <laughs> Plus six. Are they getting... Is everybody critting right now? Yes. Because he's prone? Fuck. Okay. Well, these are fucking fours, so... Four. Walker, deck save 14. Yes, commit a murder. Deck save 14? There's no deck save. He's pinned. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck. That is 36 damage you from did the four of us. The cart. <laughs> that is 36 damage, and uh, also I'm going to look over to Rayisk. You're already done. He's not going to... Like, nothing's gonna happen if he lives right now. Just fire! You're already in trouble. Roll persuasion. <laughs> He's not gonna be okay with you after this, no matter what. Thirteen. Although, I would imagine I have advantage because of the situation. Mm, sure, I'll give you advantage. Fifteen. <laughs> with a fifteen, we'll see what happens on my turn. Yes, we will. Uh, it is Reyes' turn. You watch Foe start preparing a spell, but you're not sure what it is. But it's Ray's turn. Do I have any way to be sure what it is? You can roll Arcana if you have training in it. But if you're not trained in it, no. I'm probably not trained in Arcana. I'm not. I will... Oh, man. 15. How rough does he look? Let me start with that. Does he look like he's going to make it out of this fucking fight? Vivaldi is prone, pinned, and bleeding to death, but the motherfucker is still screaming at you all. You will die! I will stop you! This is the only beginning you will have to fight me again! I will not give up! Um... I get advantage against this roll? Bro, you just hit. Oh, it's an auto hit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then I hit him, I guess. If you want to kill uh, this guy. I'm so reluctant, Jeff. <laughs> you know, I'm, Whose team are you on, I'm, Jeff? Even a Jeff? Daru fucking attacked him. I don't think Reyes No, No, I, I get it. I don't feel like Reyes knows. Reyes is, is still a little bit in the dark about what the fuck goes happens this next. This is the you moment that a cart with Robert right now and ran at him. You thought you were going to be okay after this? Nobody knew I was there. There's a difference between ignoring your boss's emails and yeeting them into a tower of ants. <laughs> and a Daru would know. Yeah, uh, with a 15, that's a, that's just enough that he can roll that after seeing that it doesn't look like he'll make it out of this anyway. He fires on him. Vivaldi's head snaps back as the musket bullet hits him right in the head. You watch his head snap back and he goes limp. If this motherfucker gets up after that, I'm going to be so fucking pissed at each and every one of you sons of bitches. I walk over and with Walker, I heal him. <laughs> Fosus, we are not done. Everyone back away, please. He starts to continue casting whatever ritual he's begun as Vivaldi's back arches on the floor. Adaru, are you still holding him? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things you immediately notice is that his skin starts to get hotter. His back arches as his red-tinged face points to the sky and blood pours from his wounds and his face is a rictus of pain. As you guys surround him, you see that his strained features appear to bulge as a grotesque force appears to push outward from his face and neck. A bony crack can be heard as his head swells in size and the skin of his mouth begins to tear at the corners. 
With dread, you all see a red light shine through his gaping teeth. And after an initial burst of crimson light, you all see a sickly, emerald, jagged face looking back from within his mouth. Almost as if within Vivaldi, a portal is cracking open. And something dark has but one veil left to tear open to gain its freedom. Man, I don't have the slots to keep going. <laughs> I hide. Uh, Fo just turn? yells to Aderu, Keep him down! Let me banish it! Uh, at that I would like, if I can, I don't know if I can act anymore, but I would, at this point, we're, I'm, all four of us are going to try and hold him down. <laughs> Is it my sure. turn? No, no, no. You let me know when I can do things. I hide. It's initiative. It's, it's a Daru's turn. I, uh, have seeds of doubt, so I'm going to make like a druid and plant a tree. <laughs> and Adair is going to take the staff of swarms that he got from Sukol, and he is just going to cram it into his jaw cavity and into the ground. As hard as he can. That's a, that's a 18. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't see, whatever's in there, it looks like you poke through it. It looks like it retreats for a moment as you pin Vivaldi's body to the ground. And then you see the hands trying to go around the fucking staff. It actually starts pulling against the staff like it's climbing up a rope. You see blood shoot out from what it's doing as well. I need you guys to all roll strength checks. Does damage matter? No. Okay. Is this... Did he did He just slam down a staff, or is it also activated? I can't activate it. I'm not a druid. Oh, well, never mind. 17. You had to be a caster. Yeah. How about everybody else? You, you I send my other three? Yeah, you said they were all going to jump on, right? Yeah. That's a 10, 11, and 11. 15. Uh, Reyes, because the only person not jumping to action and caught up in this, one of the things that you see uh, from your vantage point is that Robert has done what he came here to do. You just see him turn to you and give you a salute before he runs off across the river. Yeah, that's fair. Au revoir! My name has been Robert. My name, that, that's me. I've been Robert. It was good meeting you all. All right, so you guys rolled. Uh, Adair, what did you roll for your strength? 15. Can you give me back my fucking water skin? It's fails, 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 fail. He fucking throws uh, point one and point two off, because, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> right, Risk. right, right. Give us, give us those, oh. give us those soundtracks. Point one and point two being yeeted. And uh, Foe stands over the top of the whole thing and continues to spell. You watch a sigil just sort of flash into the ground and start to glow a bright white light as he starts to say something in a language that you guys probably don't speak. No, I don't speak languages. <laughs> he, yeah, he's, re he's reading it off like he's reading it from I a book. I don't speak languages. And you guys can barely keep this corpse that is fighting you back. The arms are slapping out at you from within his mouth. It starts batting at the both of you. You guys are going to take five damage each as you get clawed at by these arms. Three. And then Foe finishes his spell and he says, let go, get back. And he tells you to get away as the ground underneath Foe starts to kind of cave in. I take my stick and leave. Sure, you grab it. Uh, you guys step away as it feels like Vivaldi falls into this rift, this sort of cave-in, and it snaps shut, and the arms get sucked down even below the ground that Vivaldi now falls to, and all that is left is Vivaldi's body. What was that? I told you, he's more than he seems. <sighs> yeah, they were decapitates him. Good move. We ain't, we ain't waiting for round three. Yes, I like we're that. Good, we're good just idea. not fucking with that. You know, good that's idea. fair. Every Inquisitor is possessed by a devil. 
There he just does his busy work. He pitons him to the ground. He pours his last oil flask on him and just lights the body. Uh, nine and one and two and Walker immediately turn to aim at the soldiers because I don't know if that's still a thing. Yeah, the, the men are coming to run up in focus. Just just put your weapons down. I will talk them out. They will not go against an Inquisitor. I I run up and take my fucking start, gym out of his start pocket. Start looting Vivaldi. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has my he has my gun. You see, there, you see there pouring oil out of it, looking for his tender kit. And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna fucking rifle through this pockets on fire. Paul throws his hands up and says, "Men, men, Vivaldi lost his mind. We are now in control of the situation. You have done well. Stop, stop, stop." Uh, and it takes a bit to calm everybody down, but Foe just starts doing damage control. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want while Foe just tells the men whatever story he's gonna spend. Over the top of whatever you guys are doing, you hear like little bits. It's like Vivaldi was was obviously out of his control, and I was sent here to check in on him. And if need be, the Inquisition gave me the ability to take control, and I have done so. Uh, no, yes, Robert was working for me briefly. Uh, we've made the deal. He has escaped, but for all sentient purposes, he did what we wanted. And just like he's just spinning bullshit at the men. What do you guys do? I grabbed my shiny stone and okay. Because, like, that's mine and I want it. <laughs> Take whatever is of value. I am not finna be letting this man stay long. The boat will be destroyed. I look at, I look at, uh, uh, Halor and I go. Haderu. You look I, at Haderu. I look at Haderu. I look at Halor and I nod and I start going through the rest of his pockets real quick. All right. You find, uh, he, his rapier looks really nice. Take, it's, a pl- it's a plus one rapier. He has a couple of engraved bullets that he keeps in a separate pouch from his regular bullets. This is probably unnecessary, but as we're all standing here in a circle, I'm going to move Walker's eye over to the protector and give us all some health points. Hey, man, I appreciate that. I'm not feeling so hot. He has a plus one rapier. He has a standard musket, but it appears to be masterwork in the parlance of old D&D. It is well made. Probably a plus one. It's probably the only thing it could be. And his robes looked like they were magic, but they're fucking trash now. Useless magic robes. I'm going to literally write that. He also had a ring. Everybody gets a six temporary health points. <laughs> when you start undressing the man, there just goes, he's taking too long. I don't, I don't take the useless magic robes off. I just, <laughs> I'm noting that they're there. I don't take the robes off. I take the ring. I take the rapier. I take the musket. I take the bullets. I take my stone. Rask is like checking his teeth. Are they gold? Yeah. Yeah, I can sell these for drugs. You guys do anything in this moment? Glad you got your rock back. I desecrate and incinerate a corpse. Done. It takes a long time for the body to burn. Bodies burn real slow. Yeah, so do tiefling. Yeah, oh shit. Yeah, when they're fire resistant, slower. <laughs> slower, even slower. It does burn though. Everything but the horns. The tiny little it. horns. Fuck yeah, I take those. His skull. His skull is intact. Well, mostly. The jaw has been popped off of it. Um, there knows a powerful shamanistic item when he sees one, he takes it. Okay. Um, just, don't mind me, I'm just writing a note. Vivaldi's skull? Question mark? Me too. <laughs> I think everybody should write that note. Vivaldi's skull? Question mark? So, we did it. Thanks for your help, Adaru. Of course. He's Adaru now, right? Or is it still Halar? Do you care? I do not have preference. A name is a trifling and temporary thing. But the men know I me ask- as Halor, so it may be more a function to be right. using that name when you're speaking in front of them. Names have power. Never forget that. Seth? Yes. Are you good? As good as anyone could be. 
that is at risk. Are you free now? Like, what is what happens to you? As you ask him if he's free, his phone rings. Fuck. Can switch? It, can fish sweat? Because we're about to it, find out. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's not it's not a like a, a ring. It's a chime because it's just a message. It's just a sending from Darbin. Update. Uh, the chime goes off. You say that, and like yellow S shapes like cover my body, and then a commercial plays, and then. <laughs> Great. Hi, welcome to Unphone. Here's a commercial for one of the many products that you can find through the Unphone. Right now. Do you feel alone? Are you seeking the love and compassion of feminine light? Seek no longer. Call now and talk to one of Vespra's bountiful nuns today. Call now. Let our inviting nuns entice you with the love of Our Lady Vespra. Call now. We've got nuns from all walks of life, from halfling to half-orc. You'll never be left unsatisfied by the words of Our Lady Vespra. Call now. Call now and tithe for the first five minutes, after which it's a tithe of only three copper per minute. Call now. Standard phone rate supply. Adults only. Call now. And then I look at my Yoon phone. Oh, fun fact. Sorry. Uh, Ryan, your Yoon phone goes off with the ads at the same time. Amazing. Didn't he give up the Yoon phone? No. Oh. Yeah, you did. That's right. That would have been one of the things he would have been missed. Never mind. Yep. Um, Which Jeff just looted from Vivaldi. So Vivaldi's Yoon phone. two of them. <laughs> yeah, Vivaldi's Yoon phone. That is the other piece of loot. That goes off as well. I have two Yoon phones that, floating. That I feel like it's like a quarter text. of a second later. That one also gets a text asking for an update. Yes, he gets one from Griddle. Shit, this is the first time I've seen that. This is huge, because if I'm in possession of both, this is the first time I've seen Griddle's name. Uh, so, I look at, first I look at my Yoon phone, which I assume I can know the difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Get different uh, case. I look at my Yoon phone, and I look the up there. is red. Yeah, he has a red case, you have a black one, I'm assuming. It has a tail on it. Yeah, of course. Uh, I look at my phone and I start like lightly flashing well, different colors. With all these covered in runestones in, in like bling. <laughs> Rhinestones, not runestones. Yeah, no, runestones. Uh, <laughs> I start lightly flashing colors and I look up at uh, nine and I go, no, I'm not free. And as I get ready to start looking at sending that message back, I look at the other one and I see Griddle's name and I drop the fucking phone and I start backing up. And now it's just like a fucking light show. If you're not free, then what was the hesitation? And what is this? That's why I'm not free. He was in contact with the person who's in charge of the program of me. And it wouldn't have made a difference to help us, would it? Worse found out that I was a part of this and he was in contact with them directly. You don't want to know. There's no way to explain. You can try. There's a reason I never ran. Nobody who runs ever makes it. They find you and what they do to you, the 
few instances I've seen. No one wants that. What they did to me the first time was like all the hells I could ever imagine. I will not go back to whatever it takes to avoid that. And I leave the, the Vivaldi's phone. I turn and I walk away quickly. And I get to I get to foe and I, I grab him and I go and I get very in his face. Do you know he was in contact with Gretel? Yes. The fuck am I supposed to do now? You put me in danger. More danger than you led on. You've been in danger since you were put in Vivaldi's care. I don't care about what Vivaldi could do to me. What Gretel can do to me. It's indescribable. I pick up the phone. Can I read it? Yeah, you can read it. You are the only one. I'm the one only who one who can. <laughs> it just says update, question mark, exclamation point. Oh, same point. exact thing. Foe Fo looks at you and he says, you've been in trouble since you got here, since you were sent to Vivaldi. Grittle gave you to Vivaldi. Do you understand what that means? You mentioned you have one mission. Why do you think it ends at Santitas? What do you mean? You're going to check in with your handler, I'm sure. Or whoever. But Vivaldi was not going to let you go once we got there. Whatever Grittle wants, whatever Vivaldi wanted, Grittle wants as well. Yellow S-shapes plus the, the just flashing. What do you mean? I... I don't understand. Are you saying that I was his property? Was he going to kill me? Oh, no. As you can see, he is very determined to not destroy anything he owns. But... but he didn't care for you. He could have got you killed, yes. And uh, this griddle person is also asking for an update. Should I text back new phone who dis? No! Speaking of which, your questions. I think I know who to ask for answers. Nine. Hi. Where is the journal? Right here. I told you wow. to give me everything. Adair, <laughs> 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 uh, what are you up to? Adair sees all this going down and doesn't care. Adair is bloody as fuck. And uh, he walks past all of this, and he walks past Foe, and he walks past the whole party and their little bickering. And he walks up to the, uh, one of the men. The men who was, uh, who has been the most affirmative so far. Hello! And he just slaps the rifle out of his hands. Into the dirt. Just two-handed, fists down, just pounds it out of his hands into the dirt. What's wrong? What is the point? You told us to be ready to take sides. I told you to take with me, and you do nothing. Pick a side, for love of fuck. Hello, you Pick are not. Hello, you are not a primacy general. You are just a mercenary. They will, they will hang me for treason. My family will have no one to support them. And what did happen if Vivaldi had survived? You know that you were next. The lots of you were next. Why? He was depraved. You cannot tell me you did not see it in his eyes. That was your moment of survival. You chose an action. The lot of you. I took a gamble when I joined the military. I'm just trying to make it out alive. And had it not been for us, you would not have. I might not! If Is Foe really in charge? Because if, if this is... What is going on? There has been a change in control. Vivaldi is it sanctions? unfit to lead. I hope you are right. If we have committed treason, we are as good as dead. We followed the orders of a superior. On the best interest of the primacy, we protected a series of field assets, and he points at all the men, against the delusion of this thing. He walked you to death. He cared not for you. You are property of primacy, and that should be respected. And you as men, 
should safeguard your lives. These are all very pretty words, Halor, but in the end, I am not in control of my life. No one is. We are only in control of brief moments, and when you have that power, that control, you grasp it and you do not let it go. Fo said we should we we let we let the Valerian go. Is Fo really? Is it? Is everything going to be okay? We traded the Valerian for your lives. Thank you. What what do you want us to do? Think. And uh, it's kind of funny because of how short Adair is. But he like slaps a guy on the forehead with the palm of his hand. <laughs> Use your head. He jumps to do it. A little bit. He's like on his tiptoes. His hop. Yeah. A little, 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 <laughs> just pick one of the shorter men. You know, it's fine. Think. You know, they're average height. Is it like? So it's like he feels the beans on his forehead. I did say <laughs> he was a little beans. Um, <laughs> I did say I picked the most assertive guy. Knowing the military, that means he's probably five foot three. Uh, the marine. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, John Cena? Yes, John Cena. <laughs> I encourage you to take my lead, but take someone's fucking lead. Be decisive. We, as you command. And get some water. You're a look of uh, shit. Yes, um... <laughs> the, uh, the break in the storm that was happening not too long ago, it happens again. More rain falls. Absolutely. Um, I assume we'll be moving soon? Yes. Or Santitas? I believe so. Alright, well, roll the dice when we get there, I suppose. If you wanted an opportunity to leave, now would be your time. We can report as many men lost to Vivaldi as we need. You see a lot of men look at each other, but like, as far as they know, they're surrounded by enemy combatants. So you don't see a lot of people jumping to take up the offer. Oh, did you want this? Yes. Fo walks up to you. He's like, we need to look at it. It's time to answer some questions. You want to know why you are all here. Okay, but first, real quick. You did say you're an Inquisitor, and all the Inquisitors have that thing in them? Yes, but... Are you? No, I, uh... Foe was an Inquisitor. Foe had that thing in him, but I killed Foe many years ago. Oh, my okay, name, my, my name is Segan, remember. Do you want us to start calling you? Not the, not yet, not, not with the men around. All these names. <laughs> Nine's like, I don't even have more than one character in my name. <laughs> like, it's not even... They didn't even spell out nine. It's just a fucking single number. One day, I'm getting a name too, okay? Fine, here. If you if you want a name, we could give you another name. Maybe later. Here's, what's the book say? When he gets the book, I, you know, I've just been sitting there just kind of like stewing a little bit, but I didn't move far away. Approach him again, and I put the, the Yoon phone to his face, and I say, What am I to say? What possibly... Could I put that doesn't make it look like I was a part to treason and gave up the one I was apparently sold to? Maybe we should read this first and it'll tell us something. I, uh, I turn to look at Nine and go, I don't have much time. Oh, is someone coming right now? We'll answer soon. They can wait a moment. They sent a sending. Let's talk. We will come up with something. Careful. In the background. Pathetic! Hello, come here. We must go over some things. Yes, sir. P- Hello, picks up the rifle from the ground, dusts it off, hands it back to the guy, and returns <laughs> the foe. So the journal, he opens it up and he starts to talk to you guys. Vivaldi came out here because he is trying to find out something that is a bit of a secret, even in the primacy. He told me a little bit about it when I first joined him, but he kept mainly close-lipped. He starts to thumb through the book, and he's reading it to you guys as he goes. The journal is mostly scribblings and the log of a boring bureaucrat 
until a few months ago, some of the most recent additions to this journal. I am close to finding out what Sieco has been hiding from the Council. While Bree seems more than capable of destroying our enemies, it is clear now that Grittle is correct in his assertion that our leadership is holding back or perhaps misusing our greatest weapons. It also seems clear he uses the name of Bloodgrip as a boogeyman to keep us all in line, much the way we use Knowles on the populace. I was unsure of Grittle's accusations, unsure until he showed me the stone in that cave beneath Portis and Mar, and he sort of just looks up at, uh, at Reyes when he, s he reads that part, and he raises an eyebrow, and then he continues. The Mercantise hides from us our greatest source of power, but for what reason? If we can harness these stones, should we not use them to further the glory of the primacy? Sieko is well aware of the stone here. It was all we could do just to get a look at it, but the mere viewing has lit within me a fire. Grittle has his own ulterior motives, but for now, we will be allies. I will place my neck on the line in return for his information. He has informed me of Martha's secret as well, that she too has possession of a stone, as well as some ancient way of drawing power from these gems. Are there ways the old civilizations utilize the stones? Grittle let slip something about the site he was investigating called the Whispering Tower. A cursory investigation led me to find that it could be found near the Kenorian capital and the Dorvan border. I may have to follow up on Grittle's dig sites, Find out what he hasn't told me. The most recent entry says this. After speaking to Nine, I now believe Martha uses this to create her strange golem heart in a secret laboratory beneath the capital. Grittle worked with Martha decades before. He has informed me that her old units used to be used to bypass the traps and magic wards that she placed upon this quote-unquote induction chamber. It has taken much maneuvering and a lot of our coin, but I have finally acquired a working warforged from the time period necessary. I have avoided the underground train so as to keep my movement secretive. I will head to the city of Santitas under cover of military movement. Once we arrive, I will infiltrate her lab and steal the stone so that we may research it. Once Grittle and I prove its utility, we will bring the information to the Inquisitor's Council to see what they think of Sieco's silence. I will be the one that helps the Primacy achieve its inevitable goal. I can feel it in my bones that this is the next step. If Grittle has knowledge of the planar nodes as well, my working with him might pay off better than I imagined. That's the last thing that he had written in his journal. Who's Sieco? He is the most wealthy and influential person in Port of Seymour. He basically controls that economy based on what I know. He may be one of the richer people in the entire primacy. In the entire world. Would probably be a solid bet. Even beyond the primacy's borders. So the military reports to him then? I cannot confirm that. It's hard to say. It's likely. I'm not certain, but the friend of mine believes that he's in charge of the entire country. Secretly. Adds two notes. Kill one ass. Break shit. <laughs> Foe hands you back the journal. Nine. He says, you hold on to this. You made a big deal of keeping it. I might have something about Martha and hey, it does. Yes. We should get the men moving. We should not camp here. It's too dangerous. So, what is what is the plan now? We still go, are we still going to Santitas? That is a great question. And even though he's, uh, I've been really pointed at Foe up until this point, I look over at Nine uh, and... Uh, well, I don't know. Is Halor nearby? Yeah. Is Halor... yeah, he came back. Okay. I, I got called back. Okay, so I look I over at Nine and Halor, too. Yeah, I look over at Nine and Halor, too, and I say, 
since this is what you wanted, where do we all go from here? My path is uh, through and to, or rather to and through the heart of this beast. Whatever that may be, whatever artery may carry me there, whatever flow of blood I be following to find the heart and strike it down, to leave the brain gasping for air, lacking of blood. That's, that's be my path. So your mission is a fool's mission. Good to know. And you, Nine? Well, still need to go see the Maker. I need to let her know what's going on. Apparently, people want to steal one of her possessions. That's not good. Yes, it does seem that Martha is not part of this plot, which was a surprise for me. So, maybe she is a potential ally in all of this? And a powerful one. I mean, I know where I intend to go next. I think it is a foregone conclusion that Sentidus is our next destination. We cannot simply go AWOL. People will come looking. They will find us. Risk's right. And we need a plan for what to say when we get there. There's only one of us that could get away scot-free for however long. Yes. And I look over at, uh, Halor. And Resk. No one knows what you've done, Seth. If you don't want to be here, then don't be here. I have to report to Darby. I asked you once... What kind of trouble was worth fighting for for you? But the truth is, is that you could tell them the truth. Uh, yellow S-shapes flash upon, um, upon my body. My, what, what little sort of brow sort of furrows. I would leave out the part where you shot Vivaldi in the head, though. Even though it was my favorite part of the story. Took a long time, but it was a pretty good shot. So you just think I should say that Vivaldi attacked and the men turned on him? No, that's a lie. Well, half true. I'm saying that you could absolve yourself of all of this and rat us out. If I suspect you will, I will have to kill you, though. Because like you, I do not intend to die. Risk stands up straight when you say that and goes, You may remember that you're still weathered from battle. Yes, and you're nice and fresh from not doing anything. But I'm also not pinned and nearly dead, so I don't think you'll try to kill me. My eyes narrow. I do not trust you, Seth. For good reason. I don't trust you either. For also good reason. Because all of you, as much as I tried, all of you have proven that what you do, what you want, puts me in more danger than you can imagine. And you treat it so frivolous. Having no concept of the pain my life already is. Much less the fact that it could get worse. Then the return to your shackles. And be thinking nothing other. I never left the shackles. Take comfort in that embrace then. There is no comfort. You misunderstand. And he bears down on you. I bear down on you for this. You misunderstand. I've not had comfort in years. I don't take solace in these shackles. They are what keep me alive. And the only revenge I can take is my life. The Lord just bears his fangs at you and says, Then take it. Grab it. Grasp it. And take it. I don't know what all is going on with you, but... If you'd like some help, ask. I turn away from all of you, and I look back over my shoulder and say, And yet you still 
don't understand. And I just kind of walk off. Seth, help to explain. Seth, anyway, he gives me an idea. We'll talk to him later about it. I think I have an, a, something, a solution that will be best for both me and him. Can I, can I, we just blame it on this blood grip fellow? Everyone be pointing fingers about. Look, I've been the boogeyman a long time. Just use the boogeyman. Say the circle attacked. Say whatever you be needing. Say that we did what need be. We saved the men. Hell, say this man Vivaldi was working for the blood grip fellow. Everyone seems to be so keen in the thoughts. Yes, but the, in- the Inquisitors know the trick of using blood grip as a boogeyman. I don't know if it will work against them. Yeah, but is that to be saying that they know it doesn't work, or is that to be saying that they know it do? Don't make much of a boogeyman if you folk don't believe it. It works with the general public. Anyway, he goes and he goes through Vivaldi's stuff while you guys are talking, and he's like, by the way, here's everything else that you took from Vivaldi's desk. I'll give it back to you, Nine. There's no need for you not to have it now. Thank you. Uh, we could go through his coffers. I'm sure he has some things. Which is Jay's fancy way of saying that everybody gets some money. Yay! Everybody do shut, shut, wait. Except for Reyes. No, Reyes too. <laughs> he walked away. And there he just pulls out a sling and starts pelting Reyes with coins as he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> one for me, one for nine, and a one for Reyes. Yeah, we'll handle that in a little bit. Yeah. We hand out loot. That'll be during chat. Um, You guys travel. From this point on, you guys travel for nine days to the north. It starts to rain again. The creeks and the rivers have filled back up with water. It's no longer a nightmare of thirst and drudgery. And finally, as it's getting late, but before you even crest the final hill, you can see the glow of Santidas radiating over the horizon line. The artificer crafted lights of the city shining like a prismatic sunrise. Santidas sits in a small dale of sparse trees the south side of the city carrying up slightly to a short cliff made higher by sturdy stone walls. Along the cliff bottom, a small meandering stream rolls gently, the city itself backed up to a much more carefully crafted manor castle. A fortress surrounded itself by stone walls at the end of a large park-like courtyard. The top of this castle sports a strange tower that looks recently reconstructed, capped with a strange spindle ending in a tremendous red jewel that spins slowly. As you clear the hill, and see the city itself, it is clear that it has grown. There was no rhyme or reason to the growth, a town built more out of necessity and reaction to stimulus than by any sane design. Two to three-story buildings made of whatever materials the inhabitants could get hold of. Well-made but chaotic in origin and spacing. Small personal hovels seem to butt up directly to gargantuan taverns and walls, which sit like temples to garish gods. You can't make out details, but it appears some are constructed with strange motifs. Statuary outside. You guys have finally made it to Santitas.
Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Atheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rayask, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. You can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Torchlit Tavern, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlittavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bretteagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bread Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.